1: Hey everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Dynasty Trade Cast. As always, I'm your host, Eric Bertzloff. better on Twitter is at Dynasty Trades. This week, brought to you by MyFFPC.com. Uh, what's up, y'all? We've got uh, we've got some people on the show today. We don't have uh, just Nathan um, and the fabulous Ryan McDowell. I, I don't want to discredit him for being sweet, but Nathan Wolf, uh, he's here. What's up, Nathan? What up? What
2: up? The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything plus doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from 4.99, logo styles from 16.99 and jeans from 19.99. Shop in store today at Gap Factory or at gapfactory.com. oh
3: uh, excited to be here guys. We we got a quadruple today.
1: Yeah, we do. And then we've got Dan back for like the first time in 9 weeks. What's up Dan?
4: As always, I'll be your co-host. <laughs> Aside from, you know, the last couple of weeks, which uh, I will refer to as Hell Week or Hell Weeks. Um, But yeah, I'm very excited to be back. And uh, I will. Well, let's let's say I was really excited until I found out we had a guest and then I was less excited.
1: All right. Well, um, Hell Week sometimes did last more than a week in college, by the way. True. So it's cool. I mean, if you pledged a fraternity, it was just one big joke that it was like two weeks before you got initiated and we called it Hell Week. Got you. Got you, got you. Uh, Okay, we have a a fourth on the show today, and he might as well just be an honorary co host at this point. He's like Ryan McDowell, would be the way I would put it. And this is Russell J. Clay. What's up, sir?
5: I'm like Ryan McDowell, except, like, not as good of a dynasty player. So I'm I'm like, I'm like, 90% Ninety percent of Ryan McDowell.
1: Like, so you're pretty much like every other dynasty player that you're, <laughs> you're not as good at dynasty as Ryan McDowell. That's what yeah, he's, I think. he's he's just Ryan Dowell. That's all he is. <laughs> there's no,
5: yeah, there's no MC.
1: Yeah, ninety percent is pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I would take that. That sounds fine. All right, all
5: right. Eighty-three.
1: <laughs> that's year I was born. Sweet. Wow, <laughs> oh, you're old. I know, I know. All right. Well, at least I don't have nine kids though, so that's cool. It's true don't 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 do it nope tell on allison three's too many that's what i keep telling her too many uh all right well let's go ahead and get into the show um and i'll do a quick rundown tell you guys about rotoviz and then we can get into it so um opening the show we're going to chat through uh one news and note item and then we are going to get into some veterans to buy for contending teams and some uh ruth some rookie and youth statues not not ruth statues that's uh it's different. Um, and then we are going to wrap with a uh superflex uh trade tender episode uh for the four of us. So before we get into that, I do want to let everybody know you can get a listeners only thirty percent discount to Rotoviz NFL pass through the NFL podcast homepage on rotoviz.com slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our NFL content and it also support this very pod. Please support. And you can contact us via email. That's rotovizradio at gmail.com or slide into those Twitter DMs at rotovizradio. Uh, Rotoviz Radio and its fantastic collection of podcasts are now available on both Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You can find us along with the rest of the fantastic Rotoviz shows under Roto-Viz Radio, And then we also have our own individual feed if you just have time for this show. That's Mad Show. You can just search Dynasty Tradecast Roto Viz Fantasy Football Podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or really any podcast app that you want to listen to it. Uh, just click subscribe and leave us a rating and review. Always do that. That's nice. Dan appreciates those. He had a lot of time to read them while he wasn't on the show for the last couple of weeks.
4: <laughs> a lot of reading.
1: A lot Whoa. of reading. Did you see we made at least like four references to your Scott Fishbowl championship, by the way? I saw one, uh, for sure. Yeah, just just reminding you. Well, uh, it. All right, and also, we are going to... This is me hitting my table with my fingers. Give away a Scott Fishbowl spot on this particular podcast. So, um, if you didn't donate to Fantasy Cares, then you're not eligible for this one. But if you did, and you tweeted us a screenshot of your, um, your, uh, your donation, you got put into a prize drawing, and... Uh, Uh, your name might be called. So listen to the rest of the show to see if you got your spot or not. Um, So on that note, let's go ahead and talk about the one piece of news and notes uh, that we had that broke um, over the weekend. And that is Martavis Bryant is being rumored to have had another substance abuse issue here. I'm going to just go ahead and start with my shocked face. What? (laughs) He's not totally Uh, done. I was I was actually
4: a little tiny smidgen of me was surprised by this just because of how well he was doing and, and like we see you know the the social media posts and how he's doing kind of behind the scenes like we didn't really get to see that with Josh Gordon it was like oh he's selling cars at a car dealership great cool like Martavis looked like he was putting in the work he was ready to go and then this <laughs> I, don't, I don't know man dumb yeah, yeah and I think that
3: Honestly, a combination with the drug stuff early in his career. But Juju Smith-Schuster basically just destroyed the career of Martavis Bryant to where they had to trade him away. And uh, John Gruden, <clears throat> I know Twitter thinks John Gruden is terrible, and that's because he is, because he trades third-round <laughs> NFL draft kicks for one year of a player who's going to get suspended. So, um, yeah, it, it's definitely unfortunate for the you know people who see him as, as a good talent. Um, but with him possibly facing a year-long suspension – He's relegated to like the twenty third, twenty fourth guy on your roster if he's if he's even that.
4: No, they they had they had to have known about this right because they, it's not like it's not like oh the next day hey this person you know they, they tested positive it's they, they had to have known about this for a little while right no so,
3: well, there's no way there, there's, there, there's, there's no way they knew about it before the
4: trade no 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 yes. I'm not saying the Raiders I'm saying oh. the Steelers no uh, no, no, no. That,
3: that's
1: messed up too. So. I mean, I, they they might have known about it, but they will probably deny to their dying day that they didn't.
4: Oh, for uh, sure. But it's not like a it's not like a next day thing. Like this happened with in a short period of time after he was acquired. I find it very hard to believe that he failed that test as an
1: Oakland Raider. Dude, I mean, they're going to Vegas. I bet he went to Vegas and had himself a little hangover situation. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet. wasn't on
5: Twitter when the official news broke, and and like there's finding out news when you're on Twitter and when you're off it. And, you know, I, I started to see something about Martavis. And I was like, oh, is he suspended again? And then, like, the Grinch smile just slowly went over my face. <laughs> I've faded this guy every single year. And it it's just like, ah, yes, fading Martavis Bryant works once again. And now, you know, this Grinch smile, I'm just waiting for the Josh Gordon suspension so that I can do it with him because I've faded him for five straight years and it's worked every single time. And I'm just ready for the year long suspension again.
1: <laughs> well, that's kind of messed up. You're just rooting for guys to fall off the wagon oh, left or right.
5: Okay. And yeah. if we're going, if we're going for, um, you know, sort of kind humanity, you Feel know, for story, football, yeah. then I don't root for suspensions and injuries,
1: but uh-huh. if
5: you're like, Real life, I want to win. Then, yeah, I want all your players to get suspended.
1: So. <laughs> Dude, I picture you as like Wayne Brady from the Chappelle show. Like, you will take a hit at this. We have, well, I guess, it would be also training day. You have, come on, Josh, get in the car. <laughs> come on, Josh, we're going to the ATM. One you will more
0: take a time, hit at baby. This. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, so, they, uh, then so send so an guess, anonymous what, note to the league office.
3: What, let's let's roundtable real quick on Martavis, then we can move on. Uh, what would you buy? Would you sell for? Um, I would buy for a fourth, I'd sell for an early third.
1: Um, I am, I don't know that there's really a situation I'd be buying. I guess a fourth is probably fine, but yeah, selling for a third is fine, and I don't think its valuation even before the suspension was that much higher than that.
4: I'd probably buy for fob or a roster spot, and <laughs> I don't know that. If I, if I have, you know, there's some leagues where you can stash guys that are suspended on the IR. Like if I have that option, I might be buying a little bit, but man, this, this one feels rough because I started to reacquire Martavis. So it, and then not for, not for a lot. There was mostly throw-ins and deals. Um, but so, my ownership so, but you, percentage went up,
1: for sure. You're, you're the guy that Russ is happy that he's on your team, huh? He's well, Grinch. no, because
4: I, I, wasn't, I wasn't spending any real value in getting him. It was, again, mostly, mostly throw-ins as the Grinch is over there cackling. <laughs> um, but I, I'm probably just going to hold, and if it never never comes to fruition, I'm fine eating that roster spot because most of my teams are really good anyway, so I don't really need that roster spot.
5: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think a fourth – like, I'll throw my hat in the ring for a fourth.
1: I mean, the upside's there, and if, yeah. he, if he if he flashes for like two games, we're all gonna go full Josh Gordon again, just like freak out and put him back in the first round. So, Pretty much second round rather. Well, that's where that was where he capped. Right, it was in the second round of startups. Nathan, do you want to dispute uh, that?
3: No, as the official uh, ADP <laughs> history guy on this podcast, uh, he went the second.
1: Oh, yep. All right. Cool, I agree. All right, let's move on. Uh, so I think that uh, basically the Martavis Bryan uh, elevator just went full Tower of Terror is basically what we're hearing. Uh, that ride sucks, by the way. Wow, that is a terrible take. I can't even get behind. That is such a bad take. It's a legendary.
4: I'm, I'm moderately scarred because I went out for the first time at, at whatever Disney's hotel. Whatever it is, okay. when I was like t- when I was like ten, my uncle made me go on it, and I had no idea what the ride was. We just kept going up and up and up, and then just free fall. I was ready to, I was ready to cry.
1: <laughs> okay, so you, ha- so so your uncle just betrayed your trust by putting it on the. Also, you can see the people scream. Like literally, the line is riddled with screams. Dude. I was ten. I didn't know where we were going. I was hoping we were going to crawl into a van with candy. I don't believe this to be true at all. This seems. I was I not just prepared. Remember all
5: the, uh, the Back to the Future ride smelled strange. <laughs> <laughs> my only takeaway.
3: Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> all right. That's that's a different park altogether. That's a different <laughs> park altogether. That's not Disney. And Tower Terror is a fantastic ride. Uh, I'm sorry that your uncle did that to you, Dan. You should give it a go as an adult. I, I'll I'll try it again. I just want okay. you. All right, let's move Let's move on to talking about veterans that we should buy for contending teams, and then we'll hop over to rookie stashes, uh, rookie or just young guy stashes, I guess what we're going with. Um, I will kick to Nathan first to give his veteran to buy for contending team.
3: My first veteran to buy for a contending team would be TJ Yeldon. Uh, obviously, everybody loves Leonard Fournette, guy going in the top 15, 16 of startups, but he did face some injuries early on in his career, both in college and the NFL. And even without that, Fournette wasn't really heavily involved in the passing game, and Yeldon was. So, I mean, I don't think that the Jaguars are going to be as good as they were last year, so they could be trailing in some games, some options for uh, some, you know, third-down uh, passes and just garbage-time points for Yeldon. So uh, I think that he'll get some points this year, and he also has the inevitable he'll get some sort of bump in free agency, assuming that he gets in a better situation than behind over-course back.
1: I'm not Not sure I can get on board with this one. I mean, he is free, but I don't know. I don't. I.
4: I, I'm going to go the other way here. I think. I think that's not a terrible take, Nathan. I think. I think we know that Leonard Fournette isn't going to play all 16. I I think he can probably just write that down. And even if he does play a lot, he's still going to. They're just gonna to to take the field off a little bit. I mean, Yeldon's gonna get some snaps, like you said, Nathan. And I mean, he's he's gonna have to be relatively efficient with those limited touches that he does get in order for him to be any sort of relevant. But as a best ball asset, if we want to go to that in that direction, that's a great buy. Even if you're only getting four games out of him, five games out of him, and even if it is just like a random RB two week, I'll take that.
5: Yeah. I mean, draft position, Zach. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Throw him on my roster. I mean, I'm not. Yes. I'm not uh, loving it, but I don't hate it either. <laughs> yeah, it, it, this is hurting my feelings right now. Talking about Fournette getting injured, but yeah, pretty much, yeah. his
4: ankle's going
5: to just fall apart. So. I
1: mean, he's perma hurt. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like. I mean, like is he going to be the guy, though? I mean, didn't Corey Grant there too?
3: Yeah, but who cares it's what's the, what's the i'm just saying
1: grand? i mean they, they and, and i mean here okay I'll, I'll support your argument a little bit nathan and say that yeldon was productive last season in the passing game so in a ppr league i mean he had weeks where he went over 10 points um and caught you know four or five six balls um and had mild value but there were also just just whiffs there. I, I don't know. I'm really not sure that Yellen's the guy, and he's un, he seems unable to score a touchdown as well running the football. So I'm not sure that they they put him in even if Fournette goes down. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold I'm gonna hold Pat on. I don't think that's a good. I don't think that's
3: all right. A good. All right, right Mister Criticism. Go. Who is your first veteran to bat?
1: <laughs> All right, my first one is Mr. Mohamed Sanu himself, uh, a player wow. who's currently uh, has a startup ADP of just uh, at 212 um, for the madness right next to James Connor and uh, uh, EqSB uh, Kevin Smith Kevin white, or Kevin white like it's just it's it's nothing down there and a guy who was highly productive last season and I don't see any reason that he won't continue had well let me count them one two three four five six seven eight nine ten games uh, in a in 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 the last sixteen, uh, in, in the season last year, ten games over in, in double digits. So, um, he's a guy who you can plug and feel relatively comfortable with, and has just a free price tag on
3: him. See, Eric, I'm going to disagree with you on this one because uh, Mr. Calvin Ridley, although he's like the same age as Mohamed Sanu, yep. uh, he <laughs> is going to, he's going to be a productive uh, rookie wide receiver. He's going to be the wide receiver two in that offense. Uh, That team seems like a team that's trying to win now, and they don't spend a first round pick on a player they don't intend to use. So I see Ridley getting a ton of targets in that wide receiver two role, which hurts Sanu and makes him more of a best ball asset than any sort of weekly starter, even in a deep lineup league, which is probably the only place you'd be starting Sunu anyways.
4: Yeah, that's um, that's what I was gonna say, and Nathan angrily took the microphone <laughs> and um, decided to say that's it so for me. <laughs> I love Mohamed Sanu. I have I have so many shares, and them drafting Ridley stung a lot because I see it exactly how Nathan sees it. That's a team that's ready to win now. You want to get the rest of Matt Ryan's window in. You want to get the rest of Julio's window in. We don't know if both of those running backs are going to be around for the long haul. Um, and that defense is really, really good. Those linebackers are solid. So that, that team all around right now is 100% ready to win, and I don't see... Like Nathan said, how they don't use Calvin Ridley a bunch. Um, he's polished, whereas most rookie wide receivers aren't. Um, he's not super exciting, but he's polished. He's going to get open, and he's going to get he's going to get the number two targets in that in that offense. So as much as I love Mohamed Sanu, I cannot cannot go there with you. Uh,
1: all right, so if we're doing the argument last time that Fournette's definitely getting injured, and that makes TJ Yeldon valuable, are we? We're just not worried about a, a Julio injury at all here. He plays through it.
4: He's a decoy, and then they'll just dump it off to Tevin Coleman or throw it to Austin Pooper. And wide receiver's a little bit different than running back.
1: I can't disagree. I mean, I, I, do think, I do think Sanu's still got value, even as a wide receiver at three in that offense. And at a, whatever, 20th round price tag, I'm pretty happy taking him there.
4: The price is probably the one thing that makes me okay about it because that's ridiculous. People are still drafting Kevin White, by the way. Why is that happening?
1: I don't know. I don't know.
4: <laughs> Russell.
1: <laughs> Russell, Russell. So,
5: listen, some people may have taken him in the third round of startups a few years oh, ago, wow. and they're they just need time, Dan. Just just give them time to you know if they want to take something in the twentieth round, just just let them do it. How about that, Dan?
1: What did you take him first overall? Were you one of those people?
5: I wasn't one of those people, but I
1: was. In, the, in the rookie draft that year, there were definitely people that were those people.
5: No, not over Amari, but uh, <laughs>
1: there
5: was there was a few player profiler sessions with Kevin White and me back in the day. So, <laughs> all
3: right, Let let's hear it. What, what are your thoughts on Sanu? Here? Uh, yeah,
5: I mean, really, what you guys went over? Other than you guys aren't really um accounting for Austin Hooper's 1,200 yards this year. So. Oh, stop it. No, <laughs> someone turn his microphone on. I'm
4: muting uh, I, I you. I,
5: I do think Ridley's going to be a bit of an issue, but Sanu is a nice bet to buy in case of you know something going downhill there. Or I mean, and we've seen it a lot with these first-round wide receivers of late that they just can't get by the incumbents for whatever reason. So, um, True. He's a, he's a fine buy in, like, the 18th round of a startup.
3: All right, Dan, who is your buy?
4: My dynasty buy uh, for vets, since this is vets, hopefully Nathan doesn't sing, um, is surprisingly Lamar Miller, uh, my personal favorite plotter of all time. Um, I mean, 1,200 yards from scrimmage for four straight years. No, he's not exciting no, he doesn't really score a ton of touchdowns. But as an RB2, and you're getting him for, like, borderline RB3 prices right now, it's tough to beat. No, I'm not afraid of Dante Foreman. Um, players coming back from an Achilles. You go You go ahead and look at that list and tell me how great you feel about Dante Foreman. Um, I, I just don't see it happening. And Lamar Miller with Deshaun Watson was absolutely dynamite. That offense was borderline unstoppable you you put uh nuke out there with fuller um and now we'll, we'll kind of see what happens at tight end but lamar had kind of all day to do whatever he wanted and he was getting lots of touches especially with watson in there so i don't see i don't see foreman taking anything away from him and he's severely severely underpriced uh in basically every format right now so go get yourself a lamar miller
1: yeah, I will I will point out just guy running backs that you can get around the Lamar Miller price tag currently are Deion Lewis, Jay Ajayi, Alex Collins, uh, Tariq Cohen, Aaron Jones, Duke Johnson are the players that I'm seeing kind of surrounding him. So that none of that none of them even close to a bell Cow with maybe the exception of Collins.
4: Potentially a We'll see if that if that, that what's left of that leg holds up.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know that they're going to ride. I mean, they didn't do it last year. Maybe that was just because he didn't know the playbook. But uh, yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about it. jolly another time, but no, it's that, that's questionable at least in my eyes.
5: That's such a tough tier of running backs to evaluate. I really am. You know, in best ball, I I think Lamar Miller is a great value, and I think um, you know for Dynasty, it's like. How many games are we going to get out of him this year? Um, if Foreman is healthy, uh, it's going to be a pass first offense. So I, I could definitely see him becoming more of a receiver, kind of like in some of his big games last year. He had those, those big games because he had those receiving touchdowns, um, and sort of dump offs that he took for more than he, you know, would normally because of Watson. So, um, I, I think he'll have a decent role. It's just like, there's no insurance policy with Lamar Miller. Once it's done, it's it's going to be over quick. So. It's going to
1: be a bloodbath. Yeah, it's, it's going
5: to be cut. You know, so uh, I, I like him for this year, though.
1: He did he did play all sixteen games last season for a guy who's just notoriously quote injury prone. So something that's that's been overlooked.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll wrap up the Lamar Miller talk. Kind of where Dan started with. I don't trust Deontay Foreman at all as a runner when he's healthy. Definitely don't trust it now that he's post Achilles tear. So he's in a very good offense or what should be a very good offense with a healthy Deshaun Watson. So I'm, I'm buying Will Marmilla on, on that notion. Uh, and he's – you know, this might be the like the best situation he's been in his career, but it's one of the cheapest he's been since, you know, four or five years ago when he when he first became like a sleeper, so – All right, let's go to our fi- uh, final veteran to buy from Russell.
5: Uh, so I was going to go with, you know, you guys kind of threw out some some sharpshooter late-round AD, Dynasty ADP guys. So I was going to go with, like, Aaron Rodgers, but that's way too
1: He's <laughs> He's like, like, Let's find somebody in the fourth <laughs> round for an old buy.
5: This, uh, so this section, I'm, I'm going to go with, Phillip Rivers in one quarterback leagues. Um, I, I think you are getting a pretty decent discount because he is 36, but I don't, I don't think he's gonna like retire after this year. I think we're gonna get two to three years out of him at the least. So I think if you're in a, a pretty decent win now window, or you are sort of having Pat Mahomes and Mitch Trubisky as your main guys right now, I think you can sort of plug in a Philip Rivers this year. And and if either one of those guys kind of busts out, then you'll still have like a secure sort of low-end quarterback one to fill in a lot of those weeks. Uh, I like a lot of his weapons. I mean, it seems like every year by week eight, Rivers is dealing with like everyone on IR. But um, I, I do like some of his weapons this year, uh, especially Mike Williams in year two and, and Tyrell and, and Keenan, uh, you know, Eckler, Melvin, pretty good out of the backfield. So I think he's a nice guy. You can. I also think there's some opportunity to get Breeze um, at, a, at a reasonable price now. And, I mean, if you can just plug him in for one year, coming off sort of a down year, um, I, I think you do it.
4: I'm I'm all in on the rivers uh, for sure. That was one of my, one of my guys that I had written down. Um, You you look at that profile and what has he been in the league for 14 years or so? And his lowest finish is like QB 18. Um, He's got high end QB two floor. And that's, I mean, that's impressive. You can't, you're not going to lose really at the value that he currently is. The only time, the only time you lose is if he gets injured and we really haven't seen that either. So um, like Russell, I like a lot of these weapons, Uh, especially with whoever's going to be rolling Mike Williams' stretcher up and down the field. I think that'll be really cool to watch. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I had to because, yeah, no. uh -uh. Uh, But Keenan Allen's in for a big one. Melvin Gordon's in for a big one. Uh, We'll see kind of what else happens around there. But I think think Rivers is an absolute great buy. I've been getting him anywhere and everywhere that I possibly can, whether it's one QB, two QB, super flex, whatever it happens
1: to be, I, I think he's a tremendous value yep he's he's old and Dynasty Twitter hates that, so go buy him because he, he is you're exactly right he's just downright productive every single every single season and then also he's one of those guys that in bad matchups you can bench him too or start him, but that you could he's a guy that's like not a must start every single week too so you at least have flexibility there too.
4: The way he's priced, you can get him as your QB three, you right? Know, if it's if it's super flex, or even if it's one QB, he's a guy that you can just play matchups, like you said, and that's that's absolutely ideal, especially when if one of your other guys goes down, you know you can count on Rivers.
1: What's the what's the valuation of Rivers in? I mean, in a in a single QB league, I think we can all agree is like what a third round pick probably, uh, early yeah. third, late second, something like that. In a super flex though, I mean, is he is he Late first in that situation Or does he even fall as far as Into the second round
4: so, <laughs> probably get him. In
3: the R- R- Russell and I have some First hand experience here uh, Because uh, we, we're in a Dicey startup right now and someone Took uh, Philip Rivers And he's been desperately trying to trade Rivers To every single person in the league At basically like a, a late first And late second you know type value And nobody is biting so uh, I'm going to guess I'd say it's more of like An early second type value
1: Man, I would give the 112 in a heartbeat for Rivers yeah. and Superflex.
4: I'd give any late for any, you know, like 110 and later. I mean, snap accept.
1: So, wait, so you're trying to sell him, Russ?
4: No, no, oh. no,
3: no. Someone, someone's trying to sell him to us.
1: Got it.
5: <laughs> and I would buy, but I already have Breeze, Stafford, and Goff. So it's like, what am I really doing there?
1: <laughs> and you know? and if, you can, if nobody's giving him a first, then you're not exactly going to flip him. Right. right, but you could do so, it in season. You could be sneaky, buy him now, no, and then
3: it, it's a baseball league. No in-season transactions.
1: Uh, then <laughs> yeah, then R.I.P. <laughs> Let's let someone overpay
4: for Breeze and then go buy Rivers on the cheap. He's going to outproduce him again this year, anyways.
1: <laughs> it's actually, a you prob- it's actually right. probably a good take. All right, so before we get into our rookie side of this thing, uh, I do want to tell you guys about our sponsor. Once again, it is myffpc.com. Uh, that's the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the home of season long high stakes fantasy football. Uh, the fantasy football, the fantasy draft season is heating up, and the FFPC has a format to suit interest and budget. Whether you like best ball or super flex or classic managed leagues, there are daily drafts. Uh, With entry fees starting at just $35. Jumping to a slower live draft today over there. Uh, and if you like Dynasty, and as I always say, you definitely do if you like this show, and they they clearly do because they're sponsoring this show, the FFPC has almost 200 active Dynasty Leagues with entry fees starting at $77 and going all the way up to $2,500. And here's something incredible. I mention it every week, but not a single Dynasty League has folded in eight years. New Dynasty Leagues are forming right now with startup drafts launching on a regular basis. Uh, don't miss the FFPC experience. Go to myffpc.com and register now. That's myffpc.com. The home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. All right, let's get into some stashes.
3: All right, I'll start with a non-rookie stash as my stash. And it is going to be Amara Darbo, who I recently acquired in that aforementioned startup, uh, I believe, like a 22nd round. Um, so, <clears throat> Amara Darbo, he was getting some hype before the Brandon Marshall signing as, well, they don't really have much as far as a red zone target in Seattle So maybe Darbo uh, emerges in year two, but then a lot of that hype kind of got squashed by the Brandon Marshall signing. Brandon Marshall is not even guaranteed a roster spot in Seattle. And even if he is, he's a very much a a ghost of his former self. So I I, I don't think that Brandon Marshall is some sort of roadblock to Darbo getting red zone targets this year.
4: What round was he drafted in Nathan? I, I believe it was
1: 22nd.
4: No, I'm talking in the
1: NFL draft. Uh, fifth? Uh, All right. I'm finding it now.
4: Third. He's he was, third, third, he was a, so so. He was a third round rookie pick, so he's got a little bit of a little bit of draft capital behind him. Yep. And like you said, he's got a ghost that he's apparently supposed to lose snaps to. Um, this is a guy that I own absolutely everywhere. Um, maybe a couple of leagues I don't have him in, but I love him coming out. Uh, I think he profiles very well for that offense in that role in that offense. And I, I just, I don't see how he isn't at least moderately productive unless they go just, I, I mean, I, I don't even know what direction they could go. Maybe they start throwing just like 60 yard passes to Tyler Lockett all game, every game, or Doug Baldwin has 190 targets or something stupid. Uh, I, I just don't see how he isn't productive, especially in the red zone, even if it is limited work. He's going to be productive if they use him in that fashion.
1: Man, I'm not going to lie. This is a player that's flying under my radar um, that I own literally nowhere. So I'm, I'm going to continue listening as I might be sending out some offers here.
5: Yeah, Darbo is a guy I was targeting last year in rookie drafts, and he sort of his, – his value was kind of depressed even as rookie drafts were going on, and then you sort of go through the offseason – don't really hear anything. You go through the regular season, don't really hear anything. And then it's the next offseason where the new rookies are in and he's just falling. And Nathan got a really good value on him. Um, pretty good athletic profile. I mean, pretty pretty solid production in this final season. Third-round pick. So he pretty much passes all the things I look for. So um, I'm I'm in. I like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, what is his current ADP looking like? I mean, you're getting him in just It's the, probably,
5: it's, it's undrafted. That's,
1: all right, well, that sounds like a solid play. Uh, all around sounds like a very solid play. All right, I'm going to sneak that one onto the end of my... <laughs> Learning my something radar. every day. You know, I, I, I'm on a show with you guys for a reason there. <laughs> all right, well, on that note, I'll switch over to my stash, and this is a player that similarly got almost no hype at all in the offseason last season during the season last season and everybody forgot kind of existed um, and that is Jake butt um, of the Denver Broncos tight end um, he sat his entire uh, rookie season with an injury uh, that they knew drafting him uh, that he would have um, and now the the hype I mean isn't really building but at least he's starting to get tired
3: uh, Eric Eric you weren't on Twitter today that the Jake butt wrote a world blurb came out today so
1: Oh, did it? I didn't even see. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. Then yeah, I'm ahead of the he did, play.
3: He did great, he did great in minicaps, so he kind of screwed your
1: by. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's already on all my teams, so it didn't hurt my feelings. Well,
4: now he's worth a late first, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn, you wrote a world.
3: <laughs> uh, Russell, what are your thoughts on that?
0: yeah I,
5: I think he's a good investment, I mean, especially for the Devi community. He was a pretty big name for all those years. I think Ryan McDowell put out a tweet today about uh, we've kind of known his name for a long time, but then he fell in the draft a little bit. Sounds like he's emerging though. I have, I have no problem with it. I, I love it as a stash. I don't know uh, I don't know where he's going in startups, honestly.
1: Well, and just to clarify, he's going right around where Sanu was in the June uh, June version right. of ADP, but but that if if Roto World's starting to pump blurbs up about him, if he's starting to look at in camp, then the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. But there's probably guys you can still target because I didn't see that blurb. I'm assuming it's just one blurb that hit there. So uh, I bet you'd have to reach a little bit in a
5: startup, but not too far to where it's like you're actually spending you know a lot on him. I, I think that'd be Pretty
3: interesting Yeah he—he yeah. he, he An example of a guy who would be Cheaper in the startup than to acquire because Probably the guy who drafted him still likes him A decent mix because he knew going in that he Was going to have a, a redshirt uh, rookie year
1: But it is amazing how Again how short term memory people have In this game um, of Just like their guys sit on Their roster don't do anything and They're like yeah sure I'll give them away that's not Fine I've been camping them all year but might as well Just punt them away or now or, or now you're having guys drop people um if your rosters are a little bit tight, and butt might make that list as well um if you drafted earlier, and actually could be sitting on a waiver wire somewhere,
4: yeah, if he's on a waiver wire, you go and and you spend what you need to spend, especially if it's tight end premium because um like well, you I don't think, talked he, I don't about, think
1: he's tight end premium, he's gonna be on the waiver wire, hey, but.
4: you never know some of these leagues are insane um but yeah like you guys mentioned he was he was a hot commodity and uh, uh, like russell russell said in, in the Debbie community and um even for a little while his name was kind of hot as a as a rookie before uh before the draft happened obviously the the injury kind of held him back and that was what caused him to fall but he was in that conversation for one of the top tight ends until he went down with injury so yep. um I, I think we can i mean i don't want to propel him all the way back up into that territory but I, I think he's, he's going to be special if he's healthy because he is really good. That college tape is, is impressive.
1: Yep, I totally agree. That's why he's my stash. All right, who else we got on the stash? Dan? Sure, I'll go.
4: Um, one of my stashes was going to be Mark Walton, but because he's like a third-round pick, can't really quali- quantify, qualify, do whatever with that. Um, but instead, it's going to be the guy that I kept seeing when I was watching Mark Walton on my uh, on my Miami tape, and that's Braxton Berrios because not only is he in, like, the best place he could be for someone of his stature and someone, uh, someone of his skill set, but he always would flash. Every time I would watch Mark Walton, I wouldn't stop seeing Braxton Berrios across the screen. It'd be a Walton, you know, fake run or something. And then all of a sudden there's Berrios making a play or making a block or doing whatever he's, he's really solid all around as a receiver. Yes. He's undersized, you know, maybe not super great athletically, but he's, he's a really good football player. And I think he's in the best place possible to use him. Yes. It's cliche that, you know, the white slot guy with Belichick, whatever, but (laughs) honestly, honestly, he's, he's very good. And and with the Edelman stuff and not really knowing what, at all what's going on there, um, we could see him, you know, get some snaps early on. And if he performs, which I think he might, he might lock in a role. Obviously, he's not going to take Julian Edelman's work. But if they can see something they like now, we could, we could have something here when Edelman does move on, whenever that is.
1: I mean, I'm definitely seeing some drafts where he's not going drafted.
4: Right, right, and that's that's probably the norm right now. It's just he's he's a really good football player.
1: So that is probably a go to your waiver wire and look for a move.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, in a different way to look at that, I, I kind of see him as even in a deep league where uh, you're going to be rostered throughout the year. This is going to be the type of guy that people drop for for next year's rookies uh, next August because they're trying to make room on their roster because he's not going to really do anything in year one. And so after that, when you have a guy who's a low draft pick who doesn't do anything in year one, then typically they get dropped for the next incoming crop rookies. So uh, there's going to be opportunities to buy various even cheaper than he is now, and he's pretty cheap.
1: That's true, but I mean it does it. The, unfortunately, it does only take one flash to start driving value up, though. But yeah, you're in all likelihood you're probably correct.
5: Yeah, that's that's a deep. That's a deep pull right there. So, I mean, I, I think that's a guy you can definitely roster in, um, you know, deeper leagues, 30 roster spots, kitchen sink. Um, so, I mean, it just makes it kind of easy. He's the guy you stash at the end, hope something happens, and there's no real penalty if he doesn't. I mean, rookie, rookie draft round, probably like fifth round something like that it's late fourth. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a no cost gamble. So I like it.
3: All right. Thank let's you. wrap up the
4: young stashes with, Oh, yes. You have more on dancer. Nope. I was saying, thank you because of how great my, um, my stash was.
1: Yeah, why don't we get Russ's stash? Is that Amari Cooper, Russ? Do we want to talk about it?
5: <laughs> Well Neither a rookie nor a stash. What are we doing? You know, Julio only had a few touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so my guy is going to be Curtis Samuel because, well, um, he's how the mighty have fallen. People hated him last year. You know, and then he destroyed the combine, ran a four uh, three, got drafted, almost you know right at the top of the second round. They they really started to get him involved, and then he he was the main slot guy against Miami. Seven targets in the first half, and the Russ the Russ like cheer like he's going to be right starts happening. And then he gets targeted in the red zone and just destroys his ankle. And just Russ got really sad. And now he's a twentieth yeah. <laughs> round startup pick. And uh that was difficult. And uh I, I just think the athletic profile, the unique college production, uh, and the draft position kinda lead me towards buying him. I it seems pretty tough now that he's gonna have any um, you know, big year two sort of fantasy production but i do like him as a long-term play
1: yeah i mean not being a doctor that injury does scare the crap out of me Uh, yeah
5: no it's bad
1: like i i I just i I don't know that i can get over that where i just worry that the dude that's like one of those injuries that you see and you're like all right he may literally never be the same
4: even if even if like physically he's healthy mentally that's that's one of those ones that's tough to to get back from for sure
3: I won't play Dr. Knee here, uh, but I will say uh, the opportunity is going to be hard to come by. Uh, we all say that draft capital produces opportunity. But when the team has spent a bunch of draft capital at your position, it kind of hurts that opportunity as they spent you a know, second rounder on Funches, a first rounder on EJ Moore, a first yeah. rounder on Christian McCaffrey. They spent better all this
1: capital- than his, his value that they spent on him.
3: Exactly. And the fact that he didn't flash enough early, obviously he had limited opportunities. Uh, so, I mean, as a basketball guy, I'm sure he'll have one or two games where, like, well, damn, uh, uh, Curtis Samuel had three catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. He'll have, like, two of those games this year. But other than that, uh, I think he's almost a lost cause. Sad.
1: Yeah, that I mean, it is sad. I'll give you that. Anytime the anytime injury takes somebody out that's that promising and that explosive, it is legit sad. God, he was fun to watch at Ohio State, reliving
4: the wonder years all two years ago of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All
3: righty Now let's transition to our game But before Wait. we get to our game We yeah. have an important announcement A very important announcement Drum roll, please Eric The winner Of the 2018 SFB 8 Dynasty Tradecast SFB spot Is At Mr. underscore Joshua R Joshua, thank you so much for donating to Fantasy Cares. I saw a tweet today. Uh, fantasy Cares has raised six thousand uh, dollars so far for for uh, Christmas kids this year. Or you know, holiday the holiday season is coming up in December. That is just amazing. Six thousand dollars from the fantasy community. Scott Fish, John Bosch, everyone who's contributed to that. Just you know, so great for the fantasy community. I don't want to get sappy, but that is just awesome.
1: Yeah, and, and I mean just congrats congrats i'm assuming to josh is his name if not then that's a heck of a name maybe his name is joshua (laughs) maybe Uh, his first
4: name is mr his last name is joshua we don't know
1: we don't know (laughs) we don't know uh we don't know mr joshua yeah but but congrats to him but also i did want to say thank you to everybody who donated to fantasy cares and hopefully like it, it was. I think we ended up having. I don't know how many we had. Six or something like that. Six or seven guys that donated. We had a, a number of guys that donated to Fantasy Cares um, to enter this contest and uh, just realize your money's going to a good spot. And when you see that haul of toys and the photos um, in December, just know you're a part of that. So um, really, there are no losers, is what I'm trying to say. But Joshua R gets a uh, gets a spot on the fishbowl. So congrats, homie.
3: Oh, and let me correct myself because I just said something dumb.
1: Twenty thousand. Uh,
3: <laughs> no the the Challenger leagues uh, by John Bosch raised six thousand in total. It's twenty thousand. Yeah. Uh, for as, for uh, uh, fantasy care. So, yeah. let's get into the Superflex trade Tinder. All right. Uh, for everyone who knows, you swipe right if you want the thing that's on your screen. You swipe left if you're like Nah Wave. I'm good with myself. So, the first one is we are. Odell Beckham, with the hair and all, looking pretty good. But um, onto our screen pops Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis. Once again, this is super flex trade tender. So we're Odell against uh, Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis. Uh, Russell, I know you wanted to stash Aaron Rodgers earlier, so uh, what are your thoughts here?
5: Yes, yeah, stash him on my taxi squad. yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> So Aaron Rodgers and Corey Davis versus Odell Beckham. That's right. Superflex. All right, all right. Let's 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 dig a little deeper here. Uh, how many per touchdown? <laughs> Just, uh, come on. Don't have all, the all right, all right, all right, all
1: right. <laughs> We're already long, Russell. What are you doing? You're like in uh, bed already.
5: I'm I'm <laughs> swiping right. I'm taking Rodgers. I think I think he's got a long a long prime left in his career and he's basically automatic 35 40 touchdowns a year and quarterback is for super flex equals russ happy swipe right (laughs) let's go on a date
1: yeah i'll 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 side there as well um i'll i really like the the a-rod in a in super flex. I just think he's, he does have value and he's becoming quote an old guy, but he he could, he could go as long as Brady um, and, and potentially might. Uh, And then Davis is upside. So um, in super flex leagues, I mean, in in a non-super flex, this is the world's easiest swipe left, but I'm going to swipe right and and go hang out with A-Rod.
4: You guys talk about Rodgers as as like the the smash, you know, swipe right factor here.
1: Yeah, I'm but not I saying think- smash. I'm just saying it's. Uh, although you know, when you swipe right, you might. Might uh, <laughs> smash. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no. I'm saying it's 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 tight. But I think I'm going to take the upside of Rodgers.
4: See, I think I think it's a reasonable gap, and the reasonable gap comes because of Corey Davis. I don't think there's an immense gap. Uh, between Odell and Corey Davis I think Oh
3: come is. on Dan there's a gap Well of and course the
4: there is a gap There's a hell
1: of a gap I'm actually
4: It's not like it's it's not like you know like a one for one and then Davis is the throw in though that's because in a lot of superflex leagues these two are close if you look at any superflex rankings Odell is like 1 and then Rodgers is like 6 or something like that whatever it happens to be so those two are close enough, but I think Davis puts this way over the top and it's a pretty easy swipe right for me at least because, I mean, what Davis is a wide receiver too uh, in a hopefully significantly better offense without Mike Malarkey and with a healthy Marcus Mariota and uh, RB1 and Deion Lewis, and they have a really good fullback there as well. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm swiping right. All right,
3: All right. All right. I- I'll, I'll – I'll, I'll, uh run the board here and say I'll swipe right as well. I, I think that if you were to swipe left on this deal, you'd basically be saying Corey Davis is going to hit his floor. And even then at Corey Davis's floor, I might still take the Rogers side. So uh, there's plenty of upside on the Rogers Davis side that I'll, I'll take it. Although, I, you know, it's hard to deal Adele, but for that pair, I'm going to do that. So on the next one, uh, a slightly less uh, attractive group of players, and it's going to be, we are Josh Allen. So guys, we're pretty tall. Josh Allen. And Robbie Anderson, and onto our screen pops a pair of injured guys uh Hunter Henry and Kevin White. start with Dan
4: what what did you just say? <laughs> no that I'm not even I'm closing my app that's not <laughs> no good <laughs> Lord. Give me, give me Robbie Anderson. I, I would, you know what? I'll release Josh Allen and just keep Robbie Anderson and we'll call it a day. All right. <laughs> good Lord, who makes these trades?
1: <laughs> and this is, I mean, I'm assuming this is definitely not super flex, right?
4: No, it is super flex.
1: I'll still um, drop, drop Josh Allen. Oh, good God. No, that's, that's no, that's not good.
4: Who makes these trades? Where but, did you find but, this?
1: Although, let's let's back it up. There is a lesson to be learned here that we probably should talk about. This is not a great application of it, but that is Hunter Henry, if you have him, his value will bounce back, and he'll have nice value next year. Just don't freak out and sell him for free. In this case, this guy didn't. This guy seems like it might have been healthy when it, when it happened, and kudos to him.
3: Well, it, the trade happened like today, so.
1: Yep, then then, uh, then he has fleeced the other gentleman, fleeced him.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll swipe left. Just, just get that out of the way. I'm, I'm keeping Josh Allen here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, as I've texted Russell several times in the last few months. What, what, what if Josh Allen's not bad? What if that happens?
1: I mean, <laughs> there's a sol- I mean, there's a decent chance that that's the case. I mean, it's not obviously not a certainty, but he was, what, a top seven draft pick? What if pigs fly? What if? <laughs>
4: Ketchup was Manning. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. Uh, we're to the point so, now. He's so bad.
5: We're to the point now. If he starts two years, and even if he's awful, like that's still better than what people are expecting.
4: So, so I'm expecting him to start two years. I'm expecting him to throw more interceptions than Nathan Peterman.
5: Right. So, like, if he becomes Joe Flacco, then that's a huge win, right? Yes. It's still a- yeah.
1: It's a massive like, win.
5: That's a massive win. So yes. it's like I, I,
1: they're gonna throw him out there. Yeah, um, and he he was drafted seventh overall. They're definitely planning to play him. But I love the Nathan Peterman might be good blurbs. That's my personal <laughs> that was, favorite was, part of the world. So right now. That's the Nathan Peterman might be good blurbs are worse than
4: taking Josh Allen. Out. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: all
3: right, all right. I think we're all. We're all swiping left there, so uh, let's go to our <laughs> next one. Some little little bit of better players here. We're, we're Devonta Freeman and Marvin Jones. may have heard of him. And onto our screen pops Doug Baldwin and Baker Mayfield. Start with Russell.
5: Uh, Superflex?
1: Yes. Yes. All of these are Superflex.
5: Wait, say, what was the – what am I?
1: You are Fre- Devonta Freeman. Freeman Mar- Sorry, go ahead.
5: <laughs> we're talking over us. You are
4: Devonta
3: Freeman and Marvin Jones, and the screen is Baldwin Mayfield.
5: Oh, I, I'm getting my best tie out, and uh, my I don't have any really
4: nice shirts. You haven't been
1: on Tinder in a while, have you, Russell? Because <laughs> 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 I'm nearly certain you don't need any tie. Yeah, you okay. can jump in Jorts well, and a raggedy this, tee, be all right.
5: For this occasion, I'm going to need a tie and. Uh, I'm I'm getting Baker Mayfield. I'm I'm getting that that girl tonight.
1: Yeah, this is this is I I'm just going to I'm just going to have my car and roll on over call up an Uber cuz I got a couple drinks in me and we're going over to Baker's house cause... Yeah,
5: this is one of those those cam girls that is like really <laughs> cam hopping. girls. What year is this? No, hear me out. <laughs> it's like spam. It's like spam. And then you find out it's spam when you swipe right. But this one actually would want to go, go on a date with you and not make you buy their sex chat. What
1: analogy did you just use? No,
3: Eric, Eric. Eric, you've never been on Tinder, but that like, <laughs> half of the Tinder profiles are that.
1: <sighs> oh, our, our, I, mean, I guess God. you're right. It's, I have not been on Tinder. There's all right. I'm not going to get into that, but I guess that makes sense. There's spam everywhere.
4: I have no idea what anyone's talking about. <laughs> I've never been on any of these apps. Um, but you started with Devonta Freeman and Marvin Jones, and I was like, I don't even want to hear the other side. And then you went to Doug Bald, and I'm like, lock it up. That's it. That's not, it's hard left. And then you said Baker Mayfield, and I was like, ah, that's pretty fair. Um I think I think I got to Ah, I'm going to swipe left. I'm going to hold just because of wow. just, I'd rather have Marvin Jones and Doug Baldwin. And I think Freeman and Mayfield are really close.
3: Yeah. And, and I, I think that this is kind of a situation dependent thing. If you're desperate for a quarterback, particularly in quarterback, you kind of have to swipe right. But if you have any sort of stable quarterback situation, Freeman and Marvin Jones is a bunch of points in the short term to kind of pass up. So I, I think that the points gap between Marvin and Baldwin won't be as much as it's been in the past year. So I think that gap closes a little bit. And then Freeman and Mayfield are, are closely valued. So it's more of, okay, do you want to win now, get the points with Freeman and Jones, or or do you need
5: quarterback help? Which then you go Well, them. But- how many points is Marvin Jones?
4: <laughs> I don't don't even bring me. up Kenny Galladay. I will jump through my computer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he has been all-time efficient. Like, so if he gets—that's right,
3: that, what good wide receivers do. They—they're efficient.
5: Eight hundred <laughs> yards this year, and we're—we're we're not too happy with that side of the trade, right?
4: Well, I mean, it's still better than what Doug Baldwin's going to do. When he has his yeah. six usable weeks.
5: So uh, I agree there, but then we have Baker Mayfield going
4: into year two. <laughs> and you with... still have a high-end running back in Devonta Freeman in a potent offense.
3: All right, there we go. I think, I think all of our
1: opinions.
4: Yeah, I'm
5: going back into the rock.
4: Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, the last one. Uh, our last one tonight. Real is going quick, to... the last one.
3: It's, it, we're not going that long. All right, go Maybe. ahead. It is going to be AJ Green and Jared Goff. Once again, super flex for those that haven't heard all the time. <laughs> AJ Green and Jared Goff Ruffle. for Alex Smith, Brandon Cooks, and 219 first.
4: Wow, 219 first? Oh man, I thought that I was going to take a turn and I was going to just be like nope, not in close. Uh, can you repeat the question? Green, yeah. Goff? Green Smith and Golf. Okay, I got it now. G- Green and Golf. I think because Alex Smith is hashtag not good and Brandon Cooks I don't love. I think I've got a swipe left, but man the value is definitely there. The extra the extra 219 first, if they're even close to being top half, I think that's almost dead even. I think. Yeah. But I think I'm still swipe left.
1: Yeah, this is one. I think I'm going to I think I got to give in and go full Nathan here and swipe right. Um, but the value's close. I think it does. I think it does vary as to where you are as a team right now as to which side of this you like. I think it's pretty even though.
5: Wait, is this is this Superflex?
1: <laughs> <God>, Russell. <laughs> now he's <going. laughs>
5: Um I think I'm taking those first unless I'm in a really really good position already, um, I think I'm going to take those first just because just that's such a huge advantage on the entire league if you have three. You know, if, if you didn't already sell off your first and you, you make it so you have three firsts in that next year rookie draft, like that's just such such leverage on the league that I would normally gravitate towards that. Swipe right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I break it down as uh, Cooks and Green pretty much – uh, pretty close i prefer cooks cuz the age but uh, if I, those two cancel out it's golf for smith and two first um smith is good enough in the short term that he you know makes up for the points this year and then two so the two first added on can certainly make up for the you know the youth gap so yeah i'll, I'll take cooks in the picks um but there is certainly a way if both those picks end up being late this might end up biting you in the butt yep
1: yeah, but that's the gamble you take with future future first right exactly you balance them out at the end of the day all right let's go ahead and wrap up the show i will uh i will thank our guest for coming on russell j clay you can you can follow him on twitter at russell j clay uh russ it was a real pleasure having you in a hotel room in ohio yeah
5: this was fun guys i appreciate you having me on
1: absolutely um dan's back you can follow dan at ff salamander and you can follow nathan at any ff I mean,
4: I've probably hit my cap anyways. I don't think anyone else is allowed to follow me at this point.
1: Fair enough. Well, yep, don't follow Dan. That's all we have to say there.
4: (laughs) You don't have to follow me. Just don't unfollow me. All right, let's, let's keep the floor at least.
1: Uh, yeah, you still got growth to do, my good friend. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, you can follow the show at Dino Tradecast. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Um, go check out our sponsors, myffbc.com. Check out rotoviz.com, our flagship station provider. And uh, for Nathan, Dan, Russell, and myself, we will catch up with you guys next week.
2: The Gap Factory Labor Day sale is happening now. Hurry in for the best deals of the season. 40 to 75% off everything. Plus Doorbusters August 30th through September 2nd only. Tees from $4.99. Logo styles from $1699 and jeans from $19.99. Shop in-store today at Gap Factory or at GapFactory.com.
3: Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters.